You are freer than you think. It's like the ultimate form of freedom. You expound upon that freedom to develop on this planet. True freedom comes from within. It's the ability. Thinking to myself, I can help you or I can destroy you. Man is a two-time felon. I work really hard and I've been, a, I've been a life learner. When things are feeling tough, let yourself be surprised. The world favors risk-taking. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Freedom Pact. Today on the Freedom Pact podcast, I am speaking with Vidal Riley. Vidal is a British professional boxer, a YouTuber, an internet personality, a rapper, a businessman, you name it, he does it. And Vidal is also widely recognized as the former boxing trainer of YouTube sensation, KSI. Vidal is here today to talk to me about how he manages to find success in all of these areas. Like I said, he's not only a professional boxer, he's very, very popular on YouTube. He runs his own business, he's an influencer, he does all these things and applies the same principles to each one to succeed and he's here to give advice on how to do that in your life and his advice on chasing your dream. So let's jump right into this one. Vidal, welcome to the Freedom Pact, my friend. Thank you, thank you for having me. The reason I really wanted to, to get you on was because we've spoken to a lot of boxers lately. Um, and a lot of guys in combat sports. So just yesterday I was speaking to Lawrence Ocoli. Um, I spoke to Anthony Ogogo and UFC's Bruce Buffer. And they all sort of taught me that combat sports seems to go far deeper than just fighting, essentially. So there were so many topics yeah. I wanted to talk to you about. The first one being mindset. So for you, being surrounded by guys uh, in the gym, who've made it or yeah. may not have fulfilled their potential. What do you see in the differences in mindset between the people who have made it and the people who haven't quite fulfilled their potential? Um, I think it's just putting more time in, to be honest. Like, uh, I feel like to, to make it, you have to put the time in when you don't want to put the time in. Uh, whereas most people do it when they want to do it. So so it's not much difference. People think the gap between, you know, being mediocre and being great is, is huge, but it's because it looks that way. But when it comes down to the practicality of, of what you've done to be that much better, it, it isn't much than just putting in an extra time. Uh, so, yeah, you got to be willing to work when you don't want to work. And that separates the, the great from the good and the good from the medium, like the mediocre. So... Mm -hmm. I, I, that's my yeah that's that's what i think it is personally do you see a difference in like purpose and reason in guys so i imagine that for you know for boxing for example you've got to be training every day there might be mornings where you wake up and it's cold it's wet it's yeah. rainy you don't want to get to the gym what is it that for you personally gets you through those days where you wake up and you're like i don't want to go for the gym is it the reason is it the fact that you have such a big why behind you um I just don't want to be embarrassed, you know. Uh, I wish there was a, a complicated answer or a more, you know, structured answer. But what motivates me is just the fear of embarrassment and the fear of uh, just being, yeah, just being ashamed or, or, or not fulfilling what I know I can do. You know, my, I, I know my potential, and if I fulfill my potential, I believe I should, 
I should never lose as a as a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors that play into that, but my that's my belief. Whilst I'm talking to you in this current moment, is I just do what I can to remain on top, and um, I think, yeah, I think it's just that fear again. It's just of embarrassment. Like I just don't want someone to be able to say they beat me. It's just mm-hmm. I don't want someone to walk around and have bragging rights over me. So that makes me run, that makes me train, that makes me eat better, that makes me study the sport. Um, because to prevent that from happening, I need to cover all those bases. I think if you've ever heard um, Lawrence Coley talk, it wouldn't surprise you that he told me that one of the biggest factors in success is you have to have an ego. Is that something you believe in? Um, I feel like everyone has their own approach to to success, you know, yeah, Bill Gates didn't take the same approach as Jeff Bezos, you know, Dre didn't take the same approach as, you know, I don't know anybody you could say, uh, it's just one of those things. It's, it's not, there's no recipe to it. I think having an ego works for some. We've seen it with my, with my promoter. He's got a big ego and it's made him, you know, boxing's first billionaire. And we've also seen more humble personalities like the Canelos of the world who just have a country supporting them. So they don't have to make a lot of noise or say anything egotistical. They just deliver and they, they're both still at the pinnacle of the sport. So you don't have to have an ego. He feels that he has to have an ego and that's fair. Like that's his approach. But I don't think it's, I don't think there's a need to to push that onto everyone. Mm. At the same time, um, I think that in a sport like boxing, where you've got so many members that make up a team, it must be extremely important for you to surrender to the team at times. And even if you don't agree with something, listen and trust in the team you've built around you. If they're telling you to do something and you don't agree with it, is there a case for you where you just, you, you surrender to what they say because you've, you've put them in that position yeah yeah like they're they're there for a reason um i have my own brain i know what i think but that doesn't necessarily mean it's correct um and there's people that have lived longer years than me and people that have experienced more than me and it's almost foolish to not hear their advice and use their advice when it comes to um certain things so you know, if it comes to the sport of boxing, uh, there's people around me that have been in the game longer than me that know the ins and outs. And of course, I need their knowledge to continue to grow. Um, so, yeah, ego, as long as if, it, if your ego is stopping you from listening to your team, that's, then it's, it's gone too far. Mm-hmm. And as much as many may think, um, a, lot of, a lot of the fighters have a persona that isn't the actual reality of how they are. So, for everyone that's all the young fighters coming up out there don't take everything face value um, and yeah, be, be sensible. Mm. What interests me about you is, you know, you've had an extensively good amateur career. You have four yeah, hours. Of that's, kind of forgotten. that's kind of forgotten about. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're four hours a pro. You're still very young. You've got the, all the potential in the world behind you in terms of boxing, but you just seem to be successful in multiple facets of life. You know, you're a businessman in some regards, you're an influencer, you're a YouTuber, you're a coach, you're a rapper. 
you've dived into all these different ventures and it seems to me that you're pretty successful in all of them. How, yeah. how is it when you move from one area to another, say you've been successful in boxing, you move to mm-hmm. the YouTube game. How important mm-hmm. was it for you to be humble and look for help off other people? Um, it's extremely important. You know, I don't know if humble is the right word. I don't know. Like, it's not the wrong word, but I feel like there's something that can be more uh, relevant or more in context, put more in context. But it's you have to be an open mind, you know? And I guess part of being humble is having an open mind. But you, you have to be able to realise that... Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um you have to be able to realize that people know more than you in certain things, Mm. you know, and my bad, my bad. Sorry. People know more than you when it comes to certain things and you have to take their path. Like you have to take their knowledge. Mm. That's the main, that's the thing that makes me successful. I believe throughout different avenues of life, different talents, different um, ventures. It's just that I, I look to the people who are experienced within that field, absorb the knowledge and then apply it and put my own little twist on it. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's kind of why I feel like I have the success. So I guess it does come from being humble and not being up myself in order to listen to others. Um, But I guess that's just my personality anyway. One thing I've gained from talking to a lot of guys involved in combat sports is that they know what the grind feels like. They know what it is to, you know, feel and, experience and use that grit behind them do you think that the lessons you've learned from boxing in terms of dedication and hard work and grit have transferred into other areas you've been successful in so for example if i think of business or influence that you know there's it's a long slog in some regards but you're no stranger to the grind at this point yeah like boxing is at the end of the day like you you live you live one life you don't you don't live separate lives so any skill that you learn can be transferable and i feel a lot of people try and separate things when really it's just one life it's one life if you learn discipline because of boxing you've learned discipline full stop it isn't oh you learn discipline to to fight and then you don't have it any other aspect of your life. You may struggle to use it, but you have it because you've exercised it in one way. So a lot of what I, a lot of my men, my mentality, a lot of my, you know, how I, how I make my decisions is based off the fact I've been boxing for my, my, my whole life. And I know how to, you know, channel my focus and, you know, when it's time to have fun, I have fun. When it's time to work, I work. Like, that all comes from boxing. So I feel like it's almost, you're doing yourself a discredit if you don't apply your skills, if you don't transfer your skills. Uh, you, you Life's too short to do everything in it, it separately. So you have to transfer skills in order to move quicker. And, um, yeah, boxing has definitely helped me with that. I think it's very an old school approach um, where people say in combat sports, you've got to dedicate every 
second of your life to her and you there's no room for looking yeah. to other ventures but you look at the guys now you look at the guys in the ufc or boxing everyone's looking at other areas of life to to set themselves up because you know mm-hmm. combat sports is is unforgiving at times is that important to you in the sense that looking at these other ventures to you know set yourself up in another regard and create these maybe passive streams of income yeah. or other opportunities because boxing may end tomorrow yeah that's a perfect perfect point you know I, I don't look at it like that like I don't like to view it in the way of boxing can end at any time so let me put my let me spread my eggs into other baskets but what I do think is why not why not that's literally my mentality why not why why can I not make music why can I not have a podcast why can I not have a YouTube channel you know I got the time to do it. And one thing people don't realize is it, every not everything is what it seems. Just because it seems like I got so much going on doesn't mean that I'm neglecting my craft in any way, you know. I still study the sport every day. Like practice the sport. I don't need to do anything physical every day. Like I don't because boxing is here anyway. And if I don't have a fight coming up I just stay in a moderate level of fitness, but I train this to the max. And then when I have a fight, I'll match the physical with the mental. But, you know, just because you run in the rain and you hit the heavy bag in your back of your, your garden during lockdown, good for you. But, like, I hope you're, you're actually learning something and mentally expanding as opposed to just doing the things that look good for Instagram. Mm. What is... You know? focus mean to you and, and how what's your way of maintaining focus because i look at someone like you and i think yeah. of, you know boxing for example when you when you've got a live, live crowd and that changes you know some people are they call um gym champions where they can't perform mm-hmm. under you know the lights or i think to you know i'm not too um in, in interested in the whole youtube and phenomenon but i've seen you know i followed the uh the things going on where you were coaching KSI and stuff. And I, I remember seeing these mm-hmm. press conferences with Shannon Briggs was involved. He was getting swept up in the whole, you know, um, popularity. Yeah, no, I, but I, I look at you mm-hmm. and you were the, you were the coolest man in the, the building every time. So what is it that keeps that focus and stops you getting swept up in all um, the hype? I don't know. You know, like a lot of it is, a lot of it is personality. You know, one thing I realize I don't, like, I don't make, like to make things up or make up answers just because they sound better. Like, I'm just going to give it to you how it is. And I feel like a lot of it just comes from upbringing, personality. Like, being on the stage with Shannon Briggs and, you know, KSI Logan Paul is not near threatening or near anything for me to feel like I, I have to, yeah, be nervous. You know, it's pretty standard. There's just a few mics, a few other people on the stage. And I, I just strip everything down to the real base of what it is. Like, I don't let the backdrop with the zone, Sky Sports, Eddie Hearn, all of that stuff, like, get to me. At the end of the day, we're all men here. We all have a mic speak. And that is really it. Like, that is as simple as that. And everyone complicates it and loses their mind. But it's very simple. And I think that the fact I think of things like that makes my life easier. 
In terms of pressure, so I think for someone like you who's so early on in their professional career, you've probably got more eyes watching you at this point than you know, most, most professional fighters did. You've probably got more eyes on you than maybe Anthony Joshua had on him at this point because yeah. you've exploded onto the scene through you know, YouTube and, and KSI and being involved in, in that. And now you've suddenly got this entire generation of people watching your every yeah. move. So your fights, are, you know, there's millions of eyes on you. Yeah. What does that do yeah. to you in terms of pressure? Does that add something to it or do you manage it, to block it, it that does. Out? It does, but I can't think about that. Hmm. If, I'm think about, if I'm thinking about that, then I'm not thinking about what I need to be thinking about. Hmm. Because to be honest, I don't need to be worrying about how many people are viewing the fight. I need to worry about winning. I need to worry about winning. I'm not going to lie to you. If I had 2,000 people watching and I got a knockout win, I'd rather that than 5 million views and a loss. Mm. You know, you got to really prioritize your thinking. And I think that's what helps me deal with the pressure is I prioritize the task at hand. The task at hand is always to, always to beat the man on the opposite side of the ring. Mm. That is it. It's no, nothing more complicated than that. Sometimes you'll look spectacular doing it. Sometimes it ain't going to look great. But you have to beat the man on the other side of the ring. And sometimes it can get ugly, whatever. But my priority is to win. The other guy cannot beat me. And the rest falls into place. I've never worried about views like from, from our fights. I've never worried about the attention. I was just worried about, I can't let you win. And seems to do okay so i'm gonna keep working with that mentality mm. i wonder if you had a lot of boxers talk about i'm thinking of vasil lomachenko rigandau they all i've all heard them talk about the power of visualization is that something you practice and do you ever let yourself visualize the worst case scenario would you try and block out all the negative no no you have to you, you have to um Think of every, every possible situation. Mm-hmm. You can't block anything out. If you block anything out, then you're limiting yourself. That thing that you're blocking out now becomes your weakness. That now becomes your opponent's avenue to defeat you. So you can't block anything out. I've, I've got good visualization. I can visualize something very easy. Like, that's why shadow boxing, I feel, is more effective for more other fighters than others because their power to visualize determines how effective that drill and or that tool is i can visualize a whole fight all different styles of opponents punches openings i can i can visualize it all i can make that all up in my head so some some might say it's crazy but i feel like the best fighters in the world have the best visualization because we need to be able to see something if it's not there but then when we actually see it it's already like we've seen it 50 times mm-hmm. And if you can have that, if you have that ability, then you've got a head start, in my opinion. What are some of the ways that outside of the physical training, uh, what are some of the ways you're investing in yourself? Is it through, you know, knowledge? Is it through reading, meditation? Are there any practices or habits you've developed? Um, that's a good question, actually. No, no meditation. Reading, yeah. Not really a reader. Like I can obviously, I can uh, I can read. I'm good at reading, but I prefer to watch. I'm more of a visual learner. Um, if you if you put a book in front of me about boxing, or you just show me like a five minute YouTube video with a few little captions and the tutorial, 
then I'll take in the video more. Even though the book could have had more information, it could have been more detailed. It's not gonna go, my brain, I said it's visualization, I have a visual brain. Once I see something, I can almost, like I almost like have a picture of it. I kind of have like a photographic memory to a point. So I can watch something once, twice, and then just remember it, like I can see it. So I think, um, I haven't got any, you know, remedies or any like anything that helps with that, but I just know visuals for me helps my progress. Anything visual can, can help me. Are you a, a goal setter? So I think of, you know, you, you're in all these areas in which you're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Are you the type of person that looks at the end goal or are you the type of person that breaks it down in terms of small goals and try and break through them one by one? Well, I always know the end goal. Mm. I always know the end goal. Because if you don't, then the mini goals mean nothing. The mini goals mean nothing if you don't know the end goal. Because what's the mini goals for? It, just, it doesn't, you know, it don't make sense to me. So I do set myself mini goals. But to be honest, it's just to be better than the last. Mm. You know, if I'm making music, my next album needs to be better than the last. My next boxing performance needs to be better than the last. My, my next YouTube video needs to be better than the last. That's the mentality. Uh, and then obviously little thing, depending on the, what venture it is, you need little, you need different objectives to achieve that. But that is it. Like as an overview, try to be better than the last. And, and uh, if you do that, you'll keep progressing. What are your goals now if you look at those different areas in which you're pursuing so youtube business influencing podcasting Mm -hmm. rap boxing yep what are your goals um my goal is to be able to look at every different venture and be respected within that field and to make a living of that you know to something that i don't i don't i can look at it and be like all right we've got this coming in monthly from there we've got this coming in from here we've got that coming in from there and then wherever whatever i'm doing people go no i like it like i actually like it like this is something that i can add as part of my day so if i'm doing for the podcast for example i want people to listen to that on the way to work when they come in from work their lunch break I want to be that person. Music, I want to be that person. You're driving in the car, you're listening to my music. If you want to learn certain things, boxing-wise, you want to see some some good moves, you you want to watch me. You know, that's how... I just want to set an... I like to be an example. I like people to look at me like, okay, this is an example of how to do things. And I feel like that's the goal. I don't want to be mediocre at, at these things. I want to be not looked at as, okay, this guy is good. And if I feel like I'm mediocre, then I never really make it a, sorry, I never, I never really make it a, um, a profession. I won't make it a profession. If I don't want to be great at something, I won't make it a profession. Mm. Only I'll use it as a hobby. I like basketball, for example. I love basketball, but I just suck at basketball. So it's a hobby to me. I would never launch a basketball team because I know that I'm, I'm rubbish at it. So it's just about knowing 
your strengths and what you're willing to put time into. Um, but yeah, my goals are definitely to be an example, to make a living from these things and be recognized as one of the best. I look at someone like you and I think that maybe you're in a circle or maybe just outside you're in a circle. You're surrounded by a lot of successful people that you can learn so much from. So from the boxing standpoint, you're, you're signed under the Mayweather promotion. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, in in your other ventures, you're surrounded by these, these giants of their game, like KSI or true Geordie or all these successful people. What are some of the biggest things you've learned from just associating with these people that they're sort of masters of their craft? Um, they know how to manipulate the audience. Mm. And that sounds bad. People normally like, people like to associate the word manipulation with uh, negativity mm. or something that's negative, but it's not. It's not. It's just the ability to control something. It's the ability to, is to have the power to control something around you. And that is a great skill to have. If you use it maliciously or, or spite, with spite, then yeah, it becomes negative. Um, but if you're using it to, to progress and you're not harming anyone or no one's at detriment to it, then it's an excellent ability to have. And that's what these guys have. They have the ability to use their audience and give the audience what they want and play off the audience. And that was the, that's the key thing I've learned. Not everything that you do has to be, um, I don't know what the word is. Like they, they know what to do to get the engagement, I guess. That's the way to, to put it. What everyone has learned from the YouTube community, and I've seen it with my own two eyes, The Zone, Sky Sports Boxing, especially when it comes to their YouTube channel, is they're learning how to grab the audience and their titles have changed. Like their YouTube titles have changed a lot of things that, because they've taken that from the community, whether they want to admit or not, they've taken that from the YouTube community. I know Sky Sports Boxing, their videos would just be a simple uh, John Faxton versus Ricky Hatton, for example. And then now if they upload it after they've been involved with the whole YouTube community, they'll put, biggest bloodbath in British boxing, then they'll put John Faxton versus Ricky Hatton. So just stuff like that. That's what I learned from the guys. Just you have to be able to grip someone. You need to be able to get someone's attention. And once you can get someone's attention, you can now build from there. And that is the key skill that I think makes that community, you know, and the, the community that I'm a part of so powerful. We know what to do, when to do it, to make sure you guys tune in. Yeah, man. I, th- I think that, that that's perfectly said because, you know, I think of someone like, you know, KSI and a lot of people in the mainstream media would say, well, you know, he's, he's a boy who got lucky by playing FIFA on YouTube. There's no skill involved. Nah, and I'm like, nah, nah, nah the man nah, is nah. a marketing genius at the end of the day. He, he essentially knows, is a marketer. He can make someone that's never heard of him he can that his video will play in their house at some point just yeah. because of how influential he is and he knows how to tap into each market mm-hmm. look how many people know who ksi is now because of boxing like no one should care that this man is boxing mm-hmm. on the on the grand scheme of things but the fact that he knows how to draw an audience makes you care 
it makes the likes of Eddie Hearn care. It makes the whole industry care. Because we're like, why do why do so many people care? Mm. You know? And then once you get to a certain level of popularity, the rest of your popularity basically comes off. People want to know why you're so popular. That's all it is. Remember, people are followers. Naturally, people are followers. So if I have 500,000 followers on Instagram, you might just follow because you wonder why 500,000 other people are following me. Whereas I could have golden content and have a thousand followers and you just feel like, you know what, because only a thousand people care, let's move on to the next person. You know, that's like really how, how the brain works. So the, the numbers can manipulate you. And that's what these guys do. JJ's got such a following, people wonder why. Like parents even wonder, why does my son want to watch you? Then they click on the video. That's another view. Then the parents find an aspect of that view, that, that video funny. And now they know who he is. And that, literally that's the knock-on effect. Yeah, man. I remember seeing, seeing him appear on things like uh, Good Morning Britain or BBC News. And I, I've seen like old people in the, in the gym I worked at looking at it going like, why is this guy on the TV? And I'm thinking, well, now you know who he is. And you're going to talk yeah. about him and complain about him. And then someone else is going to hear about him. And that's just business at the end of and the day. Business, and that is how it goes. And and it's the, one of the most effective things we've seen. It's one of the most diverse career choices we've seen in recent years. Everyone wants to be a YouTuber. I don't like using the word everyone because I know not everyone does. But you know, I mean, the majority of the generation that's coming up after me, my age and under, most want a YouTube channel. And that's because of these guys. Mm. So it goes to show, you know, how influential it is. I imagine for someone like you now who's, you know, exploding into, into this level of fame, you must get a lot of people wanting something from you or popping back into your life. There's a lot of yes. wolves wearing sheepskin. How do you make sure that your inner circle stays tight and that, the people who are in that inner circle are there for your best interest? Um, I feel, I don't know, people might watch this and, and feel like I'm, I don't know what the word is, might think like I'm weird or like I think everything's so simple, but it really is. So I'm, I'm Vidal, I have a circle around me that have been around me since the beginning, since before anything. Friends, family, cool. So when I'm hanging around with those people, I have a certain level of trust for those individuals. So if they introduce me to someone, then I'm like, okay, this person must be decent if you hang around with this guy, because I've known this guy my whole life. So if you hang around with him, then you must be okay to an extent. And then I just evaluate it myself. I give them a little brownie points based off the fact they were recommended from a close person to me. And then I can evaluate. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're cool. You're just like him. Or I say, no, you're a bit different. And I just keep you a little bit away. And then what ends up happening is my circle ends up staying pretty much the same. And then we have a selective few individuals that join. And uh, that's it, really. I feel like people just complicate it. They like to get too many people involved. Too many people are interested in being popular and wanting to be the guy getting the most attention in the room. I could care less. Like, I honestly could 
care less. Like, as long as the people around me I know are cool, they introduce me to a few people, they're cool, I might meet another person, they're cool, and that's it. Like, you just don't need to be friends with everyone. The, the, the number one way to end up with rotten people in your circle is trying to be friends with everyone and trying to please everyone. I don't know if you can tell, but from my haircut and my facial hair, I'm not really trying to please anybody. I'm just living my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, outside of boxing specifically then, so like in any area of life, what would your yeah. main advice be to people pursuing and, and chasing their dreams? To remember that people want to see you do better, but they don't want to see you do better than them. And as long as you remember that, you'll be fine because you won't put too much faith into other people. You will take the help of others because they want to see you do better, like I said. But you won't put all your eggs and investment into others because they don't want to see you do better than them. That's just generally speaking. So there, there are a few individuals in life that want to see you excel as high as you can go, even if that is surpassing them. But I'm gen- like I said, I'm generalizing. If you remember that, you will put the work in for yourself. You will realize that the only person that will really want to see you get to the top is yourself and a really small, small group of individuals that want to see you excel. But if you remember that to anyone, any, apply that to any walk of life, and I feel like your work ethic will improve because you begin to realize you cannot rely on anyone. That doesn't mean you can't trust anyone, but you can't rely on anyone 100% beside yourself. Do you think that in that sense then that sometimes we have to be a little bit selfish because everyone else is, I guess? Yes, yes, yes. You, you, have, to, you have to be selfish um, because you need, to, you need to look after yourself. It's just, it's just a survival thing. It's just natural human nature. Like I need to make sure I'm okay. I need to make sure I'm good. It takes a very special person to be completely selfless. And um, I think it's, it's like, they, most of the time, unfortunately, the world we live in, people get exploited who are like that. People who look out for everyone, they get exploited. And they, their progress is always hindered because they're too busy focusing on others. So you need to find a balance in my eyes. Life is about balance across everything. The key is is balance. Be selfish sometimes. Be generous. You know, isolate yourself. Socialize. Mix it up. Like just you, you have to mix it up. And I feel like we get caught in a mindset of this way is better, that way is not. This way is good, that way is not. No, everything can actually be of help. Everything can have a bit of use to you. So. Um, that's another piece of advice, I guess. Just try and balance. Try and keep your mind balanced. Same thing as you said and earlier in the conversation when you spoke about boxing helping you in your life. When I'm boxing, that's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to be Roberto Duran one day. I try and be, you know, Floyd one day. I try and I box at myself all the time, obviously. But there's always an input, someone you can take from, no matter what it is. And, and that's how I look at life as well. So I have two questions left for you, man. The first one is, 
who are some of your role models in life? This could be people you know personally or that you've never met. Uh, so the first, the first, first and foremost role models, my parents. Uh, the reason why is because they've, they've showed me a correct path to take. Clearly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm young. I'm only 22, you know, um, and I'm in a great, great position. And that's just based off my, my parents teaching. Obviously, boxing is the primary uh, thing for me. And my dad taught me that. So me and him spent a lot of time together. And his, his teachings have, have rubbed off on me, not, just on, not only as a fighter, but as a man. So predominantly, he will get recognized. My mum is more in the background because what I do isn't something she's taught me. But even the fact that I can hold this conversation with you, uh, you know, the fact that I can think how I do is all based off their teachings. So my parents are definitely my, my role models, my first role models. And then you've got my, my uncles too. So a lot of my family. I'm just going to generalize it into family being my role models. And then I have a few people that I've met, even KSI. Like people feel like if someone's your peer, they can't be your role model. Uh, he's a role model. He's I've I've followed his footsteps in many ways to to achieve what I have. So he definitely goes down as a role model. You know, Leon Williams, someone who I'm commonly seen with, who helps me co-train the guys. He's a role model to me as well. He's a oh he's he's got 11 years older than me, and that's someone I can hold a conversation with and really pick his brain. At the end of the day, he's been on the planet 11 years longer than me, so he's seen things I haven't seen yet. So it's just a lot of people are my role models. And ego, again, ego, again, prevents people from saying that they have no role models. Like, I don't worship anybody. I don't worship anybody. I don't kiss up to anybody. I don't believe anyone's better than me. I don't. I don't believe anyone's better than me at anything. I just believe that you spent more time learning something. If I spent the same amount of time as you, I'd be better than you at that. But the fact that you've done it and I haven't, you're a role model to follow. You're someone to follow to get to where I need to get to. The last question I have for you, man, is, and this may be an answer you've already given, so we're looking Let's at advice. Um, if you imagine a scenario in which every person on the planet is tuned into the same frequency and yep. you're given the opportunity to broadcast just one short message or lesson yeah. that you think every person on the planet can benefit from, what would Vidal's message to the world be? That you, you don't have to do anything besides apply yourself to something and be yourself. That's it. Hmm. I don't feel like anything else needs to be said. Apply yourself to whatever it is you choose to do. Whatever it is you choose to do, apply yourself. And remember that the power that you have comes from being yourself. Not imitating anybody, not trying to be anybody, but being yourself. There's only one you. In, out of billions of people, there's one you. And if you don't realize that that's power within itself, then you need to really uh, study and sit down and have some time to reflect. The fact is there's one you out of billions of people 
is your power. That is your power. And that goes for anyone in any position in life. I don't care if you work in McDonald's. I don't care if you're a millionaire. I don't care if you're homeless, whatever. The power starts with being realizing you, you're the only you on the planet. Perfectly put, my friend. Vidal, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I wish you all the best going forward in, in everything you do. And uh, I'll be sure to keep an eye on you and uh, watch your success as you grow. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Good questions as well. You know, I, I do a lot of interviews, podcasts and stuff, and you get a lot of the same old, yeah. same old questions. But it was um, it's refreshing to have a, a little bit more of a, a deeper conversation besides the the normal surface level stuff. So now I appreciate that. And thank you for having me. I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. All the best, bro. Have a good day, man. Thank you. Bye, bye.